Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Let's dive in. All right, so... What are we doing here? All right, so um, we are starting this new thing called a Lead Team Podcast. And the idea of it is simply for us to uh, talk about and, and really have a chance to kind of think about as a, as a as the lead team at Tate Springs, what happened the day before at the worship service. So the worship, worship service is kind of the big thing we do every week. We sure. uh, really, when you think about all of our resources, I'm spending 60% of my week preparing right. for Sunday. Exactly. You're sparing, spending a bunch of time uh, same for you, Curtis, with uh, the family ministry, the discipleship he classes. He brought in data. He what? brought in like percentages. We, I don't, I didn't know we had to. Like, it's just a made-up number. I'm only, I'm only at forty-two point two one percent. So you're I'm way more specific. Because but... Wednesdays, Wednesdays, you know, <laughs> wow. take a little more. Where are you for getting me, these so. metrics? I just know that I spend all day Wednesday, half a day Thursday, and then usually another half day over sure. the weekend. So definitely, maybe it's fifty percent. Anyways. Um, so the other day I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of things I cut out of the sermon and there's a lot of questions that people ask me after the sermon. So I kind of thought, why don't, why, why don't we get together for 20 minutes and just talk about maybe, maybe there were some things you had questions about. Maybe there were some other things I wanted to say. And anyone who wanted to listen could tune in and get some of the stuff that's left for on sure. the cutting room floor. So. so Jared, I did have a question for sure. you. So we've been talking about this sermon series for a while. We've been talking throughout your sabbatical of what you were wanting to come back with. And the series about culture completely understood. You know, that's something you and I have talked about a lot, but why the book of Romans? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think Rome, somewhere to be. Yeah. Romans is, Romans is one of those books that you always see uh, churches walking through. So right. I like to if if like if I were a cow and I was in a herd, I would be the cow that would look at the herd and say like I'm gonna go this way or I'm gonna step outside of the lawn. I don't the know why. The biblical analogy would be sheep. Sheep, okay. Or yeah, no, I just, you're that cow that's like all hung up in the barbed wire. I wouldn't because... say moo. I'd be me or something. <laughs> yeah. I would oh, just say boy. I would just say it different. That's a whole different study <laughs> a whole right different there. sermon series. <laughs> yeah, wow. Not me, like me, like Toby Keith. Me, like I want to talk about me. And my eye. I'm just saying I would say we, moo. We, I would we say know moo what you differently. Meant. We know what you meant, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, we understand. Really, we do. Okay. So yeah, so Romans. So, anyways, I've I've always uh, I love Romans, but I, I guess I just felt like yeah, everyone understands Romans, but I don't I don't think we we do because if we did, uh, then we as a as local churches would would really not be kind of walking through the things that we walk through or doing the things that we do or sure, really having sure. kind of the witness that we do. So yeah. in short, like you said, Jason, I love culture. Um, we're starting cinematic theologies with the young adults. What's that? Um, so we watch a movie together uh-huh. and we, uh, we when it's over, we just have a conversation about what the author or the director, producer said oh, about culture. That's cool. Uh, and then we relate it to what God has said in his word about about whatever theme it is. So we've done, um, we're doing Maleficent on um, on this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which is which is really the question, what is a villain? What is a villain? Yeah. Are there any villains in Romans? Well, yeah. Who's the villain? Well, so in Romans... Like, what's the point? So, yeah. <laughs> 
the what's the <laughs> the sermon series in a sentence? Oh, Ooh, we're getting broad. We're getting broad oh, with it. It's not right. just the forest. We're going to hold you to this until you're done with the entire book of Romans. You're defining all of it. Are you ready? I, yeah, I know. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I think the sermon in a sentence for the series is the sermon in a sentence from yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Which is we are in Rome while we're in Christ or in Christ in Rome. And so yeah. there's a lot that goes with that, but it's intentionally generic because everything that we're going to talk about is... If you look at the titles that we're publishing on social media, it's life uh, in politics and uh, life in morality. And, sure. and so uh, the villain in Rome really is Satan himself. I mean, he's the great villain in the right, scriptures right, and right, right, right. not to get too spiritual, but really um, when you look at what's happening uh, in culture, it really is the God of this age um, influencing us and distracting us. And, uh, and so it's as citizens in the kingdom of, of heaven, how do we navigate our way in our own modern day Rome. Right. Because that's what we talked about yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. So like when you unpack Romans and you, you compare it to some of the other books that you've preached through, um, how long are you planning on staying in Romans? Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I like to preach through books. And if, if I really um, had it, I, I tend to be, uh, I'm, I'm very expository when I, or I like to be when I preach. And really I like to, and I have before spent a long time going through books. Sure. But I also think there's a difference between preaching and, and teaching. I, I have been described as a teaching preacher, but I also feel like when you have 30 minutes and you're preaching sermons versus discipleship classes or seminary classes, there is a difference between the two. And so uh, Romans is a book that we could spend literal, literally years in. Right. But because it's a sermon series, uh, we're going to be in, in it for a while, but it's not going to be years. And so we're going to, it's going to go throughout the rest of this year and into the spring of next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, one of the things that we're planning on doing in family ministry in the spring is going through the book Faith in Exile. Um, Who's the author of that? Uh, Mark Matlock and uh, and Kinnaman. Matlock. Yeah. So my grandpa used to watch Matlock. Yeah. Uh, is that what it's show. called? I, I don't. Is that I'm the? Too is that yeah, Matlock. Yeah, young. with the uh, with the guy from with Andy Andy Griffith, right? Wouldn't, Andy Griffith. Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he like? I don't know. Matlock? I just remember it. I thought there was just the Andy Griffith show. I thought that's no, all he like did. he became he became like I think he's Matlock. so he wrote this book. No, Mark, okay. Mark really did confused. his great, great, great grandson. Where's Dave Curley? Dave <laughs> Curley would know. No, no. Yeah, he would know. He would know. No, actually, Mark Matlock's a friend of mine that I've known since I was in high school. Okay, uh, he works for the Barner Group now. Both the guys work for the Barner Group. Nice. Uh, and great uh, research, by the way. They, oh yeah. They well, that whole book is research based. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, what happened was uh, both these guys' daughters graduated high school the same year, and uh, they raised them in Christian homes. Very. You know, safe, protected, but right. but you know, still exposed to culture in, in a positive way. Both good dads. Um, so but, the family ministry is going to be doing a book written by these guys, yeah, called uh, Faith in Exile, gotcha. and it deals a lot with living so in exile. That's interesting. In because Babylon. Barna put out um, a couple of books on uh, generational bye, demographics, bye, bye, bye. and they had. Bye, bye, I'm not sure what's happening bye, now. Bye, I, I don't. Babylon. I don't either. Okay, oh, so they, we well, they had uh, at the beginning on on, Just and I can't remember the Constantinople. We won't, we'll lose him the whole time. <laughs> so, the beginning of Restraint. the book had to do with the difference between 
um, Jerusalem and Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I thought it was so profound, and it stuck with me because they talked about uh, how when you are living in Jerusalem, your disposition towards your life, your your day to day life, is going to be very different than if you're living in Babylon. Mm-hmm. And most of us uh, think that we're living in Jerusalem in America. Yeah. So right. we wake up and we we think of America the way we we think that ancient Israelites thought about Jerusalem, sure. when in reality, we ought to be thinking about uh, like the Israelites who lived in Babylon. And that is a profound shift in our thinking. Big time. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I like that title, based on Excel. Yeah, well, to me, it really, it's very much what you're talking about in this. And it's interesting because like what you're describing, this is like their, the next chapter of that. Like, so mm. for instance, all the statistics that we share about about kids who leave the church when they turn 18 that Barna came out with, whatever now, 15 years ago now, probably. Mm. This is basically the evolution of those statistics in a modern state where they went and, and did a study for 18 to 30 year olds and that had grown up in the church. And now they're evaluating what does that look like now? What does that statistic from 10 or 15 years ago look like now? Yeah. And how's it flesh out in a much more detail? So it's really interesting stuff. And mm. it'll really tie in well to what you're talking about with Rome. Absolutely. Because, you know, every person we have in our service, which really does range every single age group, they can all take something from this. Mm-hmm. They can all kind of see where their lives hit within Babylon, within Rome. So yeah. it's something that, yeah, I think will be applicable for everybody. Cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Definitely. Was so, there anything that like you wanted to say yesterday that you didn't get to? Um, you talked about UFC. Yeah. I mean, you went there. Yeah, I did. Um, you didn't talk about the Cowboys, though. You didn't talk you about know, the NFL. So the that's funny, though, or... you say that about football. I wrote, uh, <laughs> like eight years ago, I wrote an article um, that was encouraging churches to reconsider hosting Super Bowl fellowships. Now, sure, sure. I mean, let's this. be honest. Like, we have an annual right. lead team, staff, Super Bowl party. So I'm not like fundamental when it comes to it. But we did kind of shift away from uh, a lot of the language that we would have whenever we were hosting or really right. taking ownership of that. Right. Uh, and really, it, it is an Imago Day issue. It's it's when it's not the gladiator games, it's not UFC, but there's something to be said about uh, people who are patting themselves up and, and throwing their bodies sure. ab- against one another and getting paid for it and getting injured. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I didn't go there, but uh, the UFC thing is uh is a real issue it's the closest thing i think we have to the gladi- gladiator games yeah yeah um, for sure it's so. true i mean and if you look like in other cultures like if you look in spanish culture at the bullfighting and stuff like that mm-hmm. you're going to see yeah. something that it ends badly either way it's, right it's, it's got a bad ending either way one ending's really bad and the other ending's just bad you yeah. know i think that's an important point you make curtis too because it helps remind us that it's not just an America thing. Like, right. you know, even though, yes, we look at our country because that's where we're living and that's where we need to be making an impact. We can see that this is going on worldwide. Like this is just how culture is always going to go yeah. when it's without Christ. We're drawn to spectacle and we're right. drawn, honestly, we're drawn to violence. I mean, especially, what, as, especially as men, I think men sure. are particularly drawn in that way. Well, we're we were drawn just, to, uh, Russell Moore said something in a video that we recently watched and uh, that he talks about um, the, that a young man gets kind of drawn to violence at, at times. He's drawn to that. We're and also drawn to story and drama in general because you think of a lot of the shows that are hits on TV or Netflix or any of the things like it's all, all the romance shows like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, 
a lot of those, you know, we love them and we enjoy them even though we don't, don't say don't, well. To be clear, I don't, I don't like them. Oh, so other shows, like <laughs> game shows and stuff like that, you know, like, like the Lego game show and stuff. No, we right, love man. the drama of will they, won't they, what's going to happen. Yeah. We enjoy watching other power. people. Or Rings of Power. Rings of go. Power. I do like okay, that. but that's, that's, that's a fantasy story. I'm talking True. like. Truth. Real life, you know. I put that. <laughs> Whoa, on hold on a it's second. Not... Reality TV, right? Is reality history, Jason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that really happened sometime in the past. Okay, Fox News. <laughs> oh my God. Are we editing that out? Yeah, we that's should, totally. That's totally getting it out. We um, need to say something negative about CNN now to balance it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, you ask about what did I leave? So I did cut out a significant part of. Uh, of the history of Rome, because okay, I yeah. just thought, so when I started, I talked about Romulus and Remus and the, the legend of the twin brothers starting, uh, uh, starting the, uh, the, the, what came to be the empire of Rome. There was a lot of cool things there that we could really unpack about their government and our government. And then really everything they contributed to art, right. uh, to politics, mm -hmm. um, to writing, uh, Virgil's Aeneid. There's so much there that when we look back, uh, we, we, we often we often don't realize that sometimes we think well Rome is gone and there there's it's weird I I think it's probably uh, just how phones work now so I've been obviously typing in stuff about Rome and so suddenly on social media there's like a movement out there right. guys how where, often men are thinking about the yes Roman and people and people right. is that new or has that been around it is no it's it's only just started trending like in the last week okay. Yeah. I was like, it was you. It, you I'm, started it. I'm you telling you, we've started a movement Trend that we never setter. wanted. Thinking about Rome. Yes. <laughs> People, I mean, it's like memes and, and tweets. It's like, right. I, I think about Rome all day and I'm like, what? And so I almost <laughs> said something about it yesterday because, because when we really understand what that means, it's it really is, it's like we're going further back uh, to what we think is this nostalgic thing. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the big statement in America is in the last, you know, six, seven years is to make America great again. And there's been a lot of commentary and dialogue about what that means. What, mm -hmm. do, what era in, in our country are we wanting to go back to? And now people are going further back and they're saying, well, we want to go back uh, to Rome. And I don't, I don't know if we understand what, what we're saying means. when we say that. Right. Right. And, and the deeper issue here is that Christianity, uh, and this is something that really was left on the cutting room floor because of time, but the bigger and, and deeper issue is that Christianity has become, in our culture, um, part of our American heritage rather than a faith. And yeah. so people people are, are interested in Christianity uh, because it's part of the history of, of our country, not because of Jesus. Um, and I think that popular song that came out, uh, what, a month ago now, uh, yeah. Richmond, North of Richmond, right, right, which right, right. I still have not listened to it. So not being critical of it, but I, I'm, I'm critical of what I know about it, um, which is that there was a lot of tension there that I saw where he was reading scripture at one of his concerts. Yeah. Uh, but in his song, he starts dropping uh, curse words all over. Sure. And so there was an interesting tension there between the Christian faith, which tells us to guard our tongue and how we speak. Uh, and then a song that that goes in a different direction. Right. Uh, and so those are the issues that we really need to think about. And that that's, brings us full circle uh, back to the very beginning about why are we in Romans? Well, it's because I think it says a lot about our modern day Rome. And, yeah. uh, and so we have to remember that while we are in Rome, uh, more importantly, we're in Christ. So, yeah. Awesome. 
And I think an interesting thing, and this could get edited out because that was a good close. I was probably going to. But in case you. I was you, shaking my head internally. I was like, Curtis. Yeah. We just buttoned it up. I waited a second so you Thank can you. cut it. I appreciate that. But an interesting thing it does make me think about when you talk about, like what you mentioned on Sunday when you said, you know, there are people who believed that by now, no, science came in and believed by now, no one would believe in God. No one would have faith in our in yeah. our world anymore. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, while that hasn't become true, if you look at, like I've had a lot of, I spent a lot of time in areas with Mayan culture mm-hmm. and they'll tell, talk about how the Mayans were like the most advanced and the most, I'm like, they're gone guys. Like they failed. So you look at Mayan culture, but when you go to, like I went to this massive Mayan temple and the the guide is telling us all about it and with a group from our church. And um, he's talking about, the Mayans believed this and this God, and they believed in that. And they believe, and in this guy who is of Mayan heritage doesn't believe any of this. It's just a history lesson. Mm. And when it becomes a part of of the dynamic of your government and your country and who you are, which the, was what the Mayan people were, you risk turning it into a part of your history right. instead of it being what it needs to be. And that's something that transcends government right. and in ethnicity and all those kinds of things yeah. into something much deeper. Yeah. And, and I think that's the danger we run. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about the new song we sang. Same, yeah. same, same God. God. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell, tell us what, what inspired you towards that? What were important sure. about the lyrics? And so, I mean, cause you're very thoughtful when right. you, when you put together songs, I mean, there was an obvious theme and, and you know what text I'm preaching. And so, right. Um, so that song was chosen actually, you know, last like November. So I actually kind of look ahead and it's going to be in around November that I solidify what Which I'm Which I love, by the way. You, appreciate that. Because you don't, when a song comes out brand new, you don't sing it the next Sunday. You let it kind of like simmer for a while. And, and so a lot of people already know it, even though it's a new song to right. us. And it gives you a chance, I think to really think about the lyrics. Uh, it's not just, oh, this song is the new cool thing. It's, is this song really something we want to sing congregation? Well, we also want to think about its staying power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, there, there are a lot of articles out there that are talking about this, but the idea of fast worship, the fact mm-hmm. that so many songs get written, so many songs are being released. Yeah. And honestly, you just can't keep up. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that in the diet of songs that we're taking in every week, because we only get 52 Sundays a year. And out of those, yeah. we probably only get really like 48, 49, because we have Christmas Sundays, we have Easter Sundays, we have some Sundays where yeah. it's just a little, you know, we're going to be more focused, like invite your one Sundays. Mm-hmm. So things are going to be different. Um, and so same God uh, was gotten to ultimately because as I was looking at the upcoming election for 2024, mm-hmm. And that's why, like, we also introduced... It's going to be such a peaceful time. You already won, right? So peaceful. Yeah. I wanted to start introducing songs to our congregation that remind us once again of who our God is, what He's done, and the fact that our rest, our confidence, our hope, all of that should be in Him. Mm. And so that's also why we paired it with Scripture, because we want to make sure that any song we introduce, our people understand there's truth that's attached to it. Yeah. It's not just born out of an emotive feeling or this will be really cool. Although some of the songs I listen to when I first hear them, I'm like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. I want to be careful in introducing it just based off of a feeling. I want to make mm-hmm. sure, and that's part of why we also wait. Yeah, I read through and I think about and I meditate on where is this found in Scripture? So that's why we yeah. quoted Hebrews 13. Yeah. 
He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And then we attached it to the Psalms as well because I wanted the church to have an opportunity to proclaim and confess yeah. who he was yeah. and who he's declared to be through his word. Yeah. And then we sing a song in response to that. Um, and I love, especially what I love about same God is how it brings out biblical characters. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's rare in a song. Yeah. And it reminds us of that history of faith. Yeah. Um, which is also an echo of Hebrews, yeah. but it's an echo really of the whole story of yeah. God and His work through His Son and the Spirit to bring yeah. us. And to it was where we perfect for it was it was a perfect song for for the first right. sermon in Romans because it really did God a covenant. So mm-hmm. uh, yep. the same God of Abraham is the same God of 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 us. And yep. and in, in Romans uh, we talked about how the Christians in Rome are in Christ and here we are in America and we're in the same Christ. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm excited about the book of Romans. I think it's going to be a, a really deeply relevant book for, uh, for our church uh, during this time. And it does, it does go right into next year, which is going to be a, another chaotic year. Uh, and so I, I hope that is, it, the texts are just by the sovereignty of God, going to address important issues because we're going to get to Romans 13 probably at a really uh, key time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so um, for everyone tuning in, I hope um, the book of Romans is going to be uh, something that really edifies, edifies you as we walk through it together. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and share. We'll see you next time.